0: Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by Connectivity's Activity Kits. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Pax, Tifa Snow. And Teepa, where is the line between care and abuse? It seems to me I saw a headline on your website about that. Um, <laughs> recently, we had a BC caregiver... Uh, charged with criminal negligence at a woman's death. Um, There's been other stories on the news, theft, sexual assault, criminal neglect, exploiting disabled adults. We hear a lot of that. So where where do you fit in in this with dementia? So
1: um, I think there's a range. And when you're person-centered, the goal for me always is keeping that human being in the middle of the equation and to make sure that I have permission to do what I'm doing. And that's often a lot of work on my part. And it's a lot of negotiating often. And it's a lot of figuring out what's acceptable, what's the range. And I don't always get what I want exactly. And so it's really important that people on my team recognize who's the center of the focus here, who gets to ultimately decide how much, how far, how often. Um, Because even with a dementia, I'm still me. Um, and I may be changing dramatically, and I may be doing things that are are not particularly smart or safe. So it's really important to look back over my life. Greg, you've known me a while, yeah?
0: Yeah, a year or two, yeah. A yeah. few years, yeah.
1: Would you say I'm a safety seeker or a risk taker?
0: I think you're actually a little bit of a risk taker because you're mm-hmm. out there all the time. You're not scared to sort of boldly go where no man has gone before. No man
1: has gone before. Yeah. And that's like a lifelong pattern. So trying to keep me really safe that very rapidly without my permission, if I say, no, I, I understand I could fall. I got it. And even, and I do, I fall repeatedly and I get hurt repeatedly, but I do understand what I'm doing. And I tell you, I get it, but it's my life. And and I do not want to be physically or chemically restrained. As long as I'm not hurting someone else in my fall, uh, in what I'm doing, and I get it, I, I do not want to be restrained. Okay, let's say I say that even in advance. I'm real clear about
0: it. Yep. And then Tipa turns 83 and she's out hobbling around the yard. And here comes Greg, and he knows better and says, Tipa, you can't climb across that two by four into the garden. And then I'm going to grab you by the wrist and try and drag you back to the house.
1: And for me, you know, that's, that would be for me, my, from my perspective, you're getting real close to abuse because I have shared with you, I've told you now you could do it differently and probably get me to come back in the house with you. And I would say, if you want me back in the house and you know who I am, then it's a, it's incumbent on you as a carer to do a better job of, of getting me to do it. So let me give you an example. It would be something like, oh, hey, Teepa. Man, I have a huge favor to ask of you. I know you're getting ready to do the garden. I need some help here. Do you have just like a few minutes? I, I know you're busy. Could you help me for a few?
0: And, and I yes, know that Tipa's a sucker. And as soon as I say, can you help me? She's right there for you. Yeah, yeah I'm
1: oh, never yeah. my breath I've right? yeah, never got to get it. But I would come to see what you need. And so what you did is avert that situation. Now, what you could then do is choose on your way out with me doing other things to remove the two by four. (laughs) So you could create a safer environment. So the two things were, if you tried to grab me, that would border on abuse because I didn't give you permission to do that. On the other hand, if you didn't go back and move the two by four, That's sort of neglectful because, you know, I'm likely to go back out to try it again. So that idea of removing things or giving me an environment that reduces the risk when possible, you know, but also respecting when I've said no and you haven't gotten a yes, I didn't give you permission to put your hands on me. I didn't give you permission to take my clothes off. I didn't give you permission that if you can't figure out how to get some form of permission, you probably need help. And the help isn't go get another person to hold me. The help is, okay, what's going on here for her? Let me take a step back and see if I can understand TIPA and what she's getting, what she's not, who she's been, what I'm doing about the environment. What can we do differently to maybe get an okay on something?
0: Now, All of that's well and good, TIPA, because I'm just dealing with you one-on-one. But mm-hmm. I work in a facility, and I've got twenty tipas to look after. And yeah. you know, I've got to feed you, I've got to bathe you, I got to clothe you, I got to get you up. I got it. I got all these things. I got to get done. I only yeah, got eight hours. Where
1: did we get the right to place human beings in a re- restrictive environment, lock a door, and give the responsibility of too many people to too few, and say get the task done no matter what? And I'd say the only other place that happens is prison. And there's a whole lot of rules around what you can and you can't do there. And unfortunately, I'm pretty sure in prison, we don't call it care. We call it maintaining order, making sure that people, prisoners don't harm one another, that they, you know, take, you know, those, that's a whole different thing. But in dementia care, unfortunately, the rights of individuals to make choices, they're deemed, unable, incompetent. But to be honest, only a very small minority of people living with dementia are actually deemed incompetent. So we have individuals who haven't even been deemed by the court to be incompetent, robbed of their rights to say no and be heard and listened to. And we're asking other human beings who are very low on the power grid to do something by our authority. And then we walk away and we don't even watch what happens.
0: We've talked on a, on a previous podcast about how COVID sort of really highlighted um, the problem. And, and we won't go back and revisit that at this particular time. But let's talk about the two skill sets. The one, I'm a care partner and I've got one person I'm working with. The other one, I'm a, I'm a care partner at a facility and I've got I've to get all these people done. Can I use the same skills? Do they apply at all? I mean, how do I how do I adapt what I know?
1: Yeah. And so I would say, actually, they're very they're very similar skills, but you're going to apply them differently. So the question is, if you learned in one setting and I'm putting you in the other setting more than likely, you're going to need some guidance on how to take that same skill and reapply it. Because what we know is when I get you to say, yes, I'm using a lot less time, effort, and energy. So I will have a lot more time, effort, and energy to put elsewhere. If I'm really listening to you and I use myself wisely, I can often engage in a way that actually helps two or three people because I see you as different human beings with different abilities. So I could say to the Greg, number one, oh, hey, Greg, could you do me a big favor we're we're gonna get take pictures in a little bit. Would you be willing to switch out? I see you have a light blue. You have a dark blue shirt. Could you? Would you mind switching out? Here it is. This is the one I was thinking of.
0: Could you switch out? Probably ninety nine percent of people would do that, wouldn't they? Yeah, they because would. We've done it our our whole lives. We've been
1: we're not a different group. Yeah, exactly. And then the second person I say, you know, oh hey Greg, too. Hey Greg, listen. You got something like right here. Here, here's a washcloth. See if what you can do with that.
0: So instinctively, right. I'm sort of following your hand gestures. People yeah. can't see us because we do no. see each other on video. So just imagine that I'm following Tifa's hand gestures.
1: Yeah, and then the third one might be, oh, quick. Tifa. <laughs> And I open my arms and I'm giving you a big signal, hug me, but I'm standing about three feet away or six feet away from you. And I don't move. And then you get up and come toward me. And it's like, in all three, I managed to get something done.
0: And you've given me a choice
1: and you've gotten a choice. And in every case you gave permission that, yeah, that was okay. And all of those permissions look differently, different. But for me, all of them, I felt okay about what I was doing. And all three, it's just not a robot shop. And I think without training, I've got to get everybody to the lunchroom. Well, why? Not everybody can eat at the same time in the lunchroom because you've also got to deliver the trays to the tables. So why is it we're so committed to this, get everybody there and then half the group has to wait. Um, Get everybody back now, I've got to hurry up and try to take everybody to the bathroom at the same time. Well, I can't. So I think there's a lot of permission that should be on the table. And it's including the permission of the carers to say, I can't, I feel like I'm either gonna abuse or neglect if you keep asking me to do this. And I've gotta tell you, this doesn't feel like care.
0: Tipa, believe it or not, for some people, care gets easier when you have some skills. mm Could I learn the skills by watching your videos and participate, can I get certified online and learn mm -hmm. some of this stuff that you know?
1: you can get certified online. Of course, in our world, it takes you doing it in the real world. And then we'll check things out online because we really believe that dementia has to occur. Dementia care has to occur with somebody who's in the world with you because it requires hands-on, eyes-on. You have to really work through it. So we'll do things online, but we ask you to do things in person with somebody. It doesn't have to be somebody living with dementia right away, but it's we want you to truly know how to move your body and your brain and your eyes and your hands and your ears so that good things happen and we do it with permission.
0: Tipa if people want more information they can go to your website.
1: They can. They absolutely can or they can get on get up with us on um you know a chat online or an email online or a phone call.
0: And if you're a facility uh, Tipa's back traveling the team is back traveling
1: yeah. yeah, we're available to come and do some work there. More the team than me, because, boy, I'm already booked for the year.
0: <laughs> Aw, I know. Crazy, huh? Deepa, thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Greg.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Connectivities. Connectivities are monthly activity kits that provide opportunities to connect with your loved one living with dementia in meaningful ways. Created by experts in dementia care, Each activity has been designed for and tested by people living with brain change. For more information, go to connectivities.us.